Hey, I'm Riker Lynch. You're listening to Fork on the Road Show with Mark DiCarlo and Jennifer English. Do you like to eat, like, every day? Do you like to travel for special occasions, food festivals, music festivals, or just save some serious coin on your next vacation? Well, then you have found the right show. A Fork on the Road comes to you every week loaded with celebrities who travel for a living. Actors, musicians, chefs. With me, Mark DiCarlo from the Travel Channel and the James Beard Award-winning foodie, Jennifer English. Connect with me on Instagram at TV and on Twitter at MarkDiCarlo. Listen to the show everywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe at fbpodcasts.com. On the road, I am your omniscient travel guru, Mark DiCarlo from the Travel Channel. She, James Beard, award-winning foodie journalist, Jennifer English. And together, we bring you the finest information on travel, food, and funny you can find anywhere on your radio, phone, Instagram, under a rock, doesn't matter. We're having fun, Jennifer how are you today? I am awesome. And you sound like you are actually in the bottle with I Dream of Genie. What's going on on your end, man? You brought us something really special today. You've brought us one of the original Dalton Academy Warblers. It's all about destination wedding. You know, there's a lot of weddings happening right now. Uh, people are planning destination weddings. And I think there's two ways to go. When you get an invitation to a destination wedding, you know, if it's Hawaii, yay! If it's Philadelphia, not so yay. Did you have a Where local wedding or destination wedding? Well, we had we we got married at an airport outside of LA and we did it over the Thanksgiving holiday. So that and there were a lot of people coming in from the Midwest and from Florida. So it was a destination wedding for them, but we did it over the holidays. So you know what? If you got kids or something and you're coming to California, at least it's Thanksgiving, so you get a five-day weekend instead of a two-day weekend. You got to rush back. Uh, that's that's one of the tenets of planning a destination wedding. You got to think about, you know, the people that are coming to it, not just you and your betrothed. How many times are you going to get married in your life? Three, four, five at the most. So you might as well make them a good party. But first, let me introduce our rock star for the day. It's Riker Lynch. The Riker Lynch. Hello, everyone. Hey, Riker. How are you, man? I am doing really, really great. Uh, Mark and I actually just finished playing ice hockey here in California. No, sir, you did not. Dirty dog. Did you yeah. really? I love that. He left, he left a little early, and uh, when he left, I scored like four more goals. So apparently uh, he was their best defenseman. Okay, so now, not a, let me get this straight. You, you're originally from Colorado, so you know what it is to have a little bit of cold and a little bit of ice. Yes. Did you grow up playing the game? I did. I've been playing hockey since I was about three years old. Um, and, you know, growing up, it was always like, oh, maybe I want to be uh, in the NHL. And then I, uh, I, uh, when I was about nine, I sort of discovered the, the art of performance and entertainment. And I was like, okay, this is exactly what I was born to do. But you combine that athleticism that you have with the art that you make. There's something really beautiful about the way you do everything you do, the way you move, the way you dance, the way you perform. 
Do you even think about it, or is it just who you are? Uh, I think it's just pretty much who I am. I don't really, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think too much about it. I, I'm definitely very fortunate to have had uh, very supportive parents and, you know, keeping me active and putting me in singing lessons and acting lessons and dancing lessons and then also taking me to the ice rink, you know, growing up. So uh, I, I think, you know, I, got, I definitely owe a lot of my ability to them. But at the same time, I, I have a deep, deep love for uh, performance in general, in all, all forms of entertainment, really. Hey, I, I, and the whole, the whole family is talented. Uh, there's, there's, what, 90 of you? How many brothers and sisters <laughs> do you have, Riker? So I have, I have three brothers and one sister, and two of, the, two of the brothers and my sister, we were in a band called R5. My brother, Ross, Lynch is um he was on Austin and Alley on the Disney Channel for a couple years and right. now he plays uh Sabrina he he's on the show, the Netflix show The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina he plays Sabrina's boyfriend um so he he's a, a pretty solid actor and then my brother uh Ross is also in a, a music group called The Driver Era with my other brother Rocky and my sister plays keyboards for them and I play bass for them that's it's like a modern-day cool. Partridge family. Exactly. Yeah, we get that reference a lot. Yeah, but they're multidimensional. That's the thing, right? Like, these are kids that are talented on, on several different... What do you suspect it is about your family in particular? Can you talk a little bit about what it is to be an artist, a young artist, in a family of young artists that must recognize on so many levels like just how much connection there is to something bigger than yourself yeah um i mean there's a lot there really i mean just just the fact that we are all related and we all have the same love for for you know forms of entertainment whether it be music or acting or whatever and the fact that we all grew up in such a tight household with very very supportive and loving parents i mean we're we're incredibly fortunate to be given that circumstance, but then, you know, to sort of take that as, you know, take those gifts that we were, we were given and, and sort of look at it in a bit, in a bigger perspective, as far as like entertainment for the world, like that, that's really what I love about entertainment is that, you know, not everybody is as fortunate and some people want, you know, to find something that they can sort of escape for a little bit. And, uh, and escape in a music piece or uh, escape in a, in a film. And I, I love that I, I, I pr- want to provide just art forms that make, when you listen to the music or when you when you watch the movie, that it provides an extra feeling of, of love and, and pure enjoyment. Like that's what, one of my philosophies that I live by is uh, the word apolostic. And not a lot of people know about that word, but the, the word is devoted to enjoyment or the word means devoted to enjoyment. And I, I, want I love to, that. I want to fulfill enjoyment, you know, within, within the art. And I want people to, I want people to come to the show or listen or see the film or whatever it is, and just be able to forget about the rest of the world for a little bit and enjoy and feel that pure enjoyment in the moment. And that's the human experience. Now, let me say something. I've been in show business a long time, Jennifer, and I've seen, you know, a lot of people come and go. And quite often when there are young people in show business, they seem all super nice and cool to the public. And then behind the scenes, they're holy terrors and they're in love with themselves and they're nothing but trouble. Um, uh, Riker and, and Rocky and, and Ross, the whole family, they are the nicest, 
like the brothers don't even fight. I've got two brothers, and we'll you know we'll scream and yell at each other. It, it never gets bad. These guys don't even scream and yell at each other. It's like <laughs> if, if you if you didn't know them, you would think they were pretending to be a nice family. <laughs> but the 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 love, as Riker was saying, for the just the creative process. Yeah. And I think of all the major sports, hockey is probably the most creative because there's no plays, there's no. There's you're, yeah. you just have to pay attention and see what's going on and kind of be in rhythm. It's like jazz or it's like improvising. You right. got to be in rhythm with the other people that are out there with you and um, devoting yourself to that. And, and especially the music and the acting and being so successful at a young age is, I think, a, a testament to, um, like Riker said, the, the, the parents and just the, the camaraderie of having brothers and sisters around you who can kind of keep you in check if your ego does get a little. Nice. You know, a yeah, lot of people we're, don't we're have that. We're very good at that part, for sure. <laughs> I don't want to turn your career into one of those, uh, you know, one-trick point, because I think there's just so much ahead for you. But many people might know you either from Dancing with the Stars, but probably and most famously, um, you're part of the, the, the Glee family. And yeah. there's something joyful and playful about that show and then the live tour that, that came from that and then the, the, the movie. Talk a little bit about what Glee means to you and has meant in your career and life. Glee was uh, a, a really, really important and uh, a huge learning experience for me because you know, I, I'd been in L.A. for a couple of years, and my band was sort of right as I was booking Glee was sort of starting to sort of get traction around Southern California. And, and by traction, I mean, like, you know, we'd have like 20 people showing up at a show on the weekend. And we, it was it was a really big deal. And when I booked Glee and this was at the very beginning of social media and Twitter and the Glee fandom were so dedicated and so passionate that. After one episode, my interactions and followers just on my own social media, you know, took a huge spike up. And from that, they, all those Glee fans then discovered that I had a band. So it sort of helped boost up the band a little bit. And I have so many really, really close friends. You know, um, my friend Titus Macon, uh, who was on, he was on Glee with me. He's now on The Rookie. My friend Kurt Mega. John Hall, all of these guys, we've been friends since 2011, um, and they are all, speaking of weddings, they're all coming to my wedding. Cool. That's how, that's what Glee, that's how tight Glee was, you know, when we, when we all met on this show in, in season two, and it was the biggest show on television at the time, and then we went on tour and got even closer. We did the 3D film. I mean, we spent a lot, a lot of time together, and I've done many other projects since then. I don't have nearly as close as friends as I do with, with those, the guys on Glee. What a what a great and um, joyful dividend that is for that inspirational time in your life. It was it was it was absolutely fascinating, and, and we had the the best time. You know, I was nineteen when I was doing it, so I was still very very young in the entertainment world, and, and I, I learned so much. It was uh, pure amazing memories. When you've had young success at the level that you've had, I mean. Most actors and performers would dream about having, you know, if they'd say, if I could just have a hit or a hit show, um, you, you've already established that you're in this not only for the long haul, but at the highest level. What do you dream about now for your career? And how do you use that to push your art? Oh, good question. Um, well, <laughs> for me, it's it's never really been about, it's, it's not about being uh, successful or, or making a lot of money. I think for me, it's consistent work is what I truly, truly enjoy. 
you know, I don't, and I don't really care. Like I'm a big believer in there are no small parts in a, in a film. Like I, I don't, I don't need to be the lead. I don't need to be, I, I can be the small, you know, one line actor. It's all so much fun. And so if I could just have consistent work, whether it's being on tour um, being on a TV show, working on a film, directing a film, writing. I, I wrote and directed my first short film last year. You oh, know, cool. so I'm constantly creating and, and doing my own projects, but I'm, at the same time I'm auditioning um, and I'm, I'm playing with the driver era. I have my own music that that's coming out. My first single actually comes out this Friday. Oh, cool. Um, which I'm, I'm super, super excited about. The music project is called Riker and the Beachcombers. And it's oh, sort of awesome. like a, a new a new take on trop rock, you know, uh, if you like pina coladas, that sort of a thing. <laughs> um, and the single's called Sex on the Beach. So this is going to be like, you know, a tiki tune. Yes, exactly. Hopefully you'll hear it in all the tiki bars and, uh, you know, the cruise ships. If you're if you're at a show, I want you to kind of feel like you're at you're on vacation and you just happen to be getting a, a rock and roll concert right there. So, you're kind of like Jimmy Buffett's little nephew. <laughs> if anyone has any Jimmy connections, he would probably love this song because I'm I'm definitely uh, definitely taking some inspiration from him. Your Glee tour because this is a travel show. You're traveling, playing rock music. That's got to be fun. What were some of the cities? that you really enjoyed visiting the most and some of the best surprising meals that you had while you were on the road? Because I, I, Denver's a great city, but it's kind of a, a steak city. It's not really known for its food. What, what were the big surprises and the, the big fun cities that you experienced for the first time? All righty. With Glee, we did North America, and we did Manchester in the U.K., London in the U.K., and, and Dublin. And that was it. But with R5, with my band, we've toured everywhere literally except africa and antarctica wow so i've we've been in in tons and tons of countries and tons of different cities and everything so uh one that really sticks out to me i'm gonna go with argentina oh wow really? and um you know just fantastic steaks fantastic wine well, actually, my favorite—I'm I'm a big fan of really well-crafted rum drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite tiki bar is in Chicago. Yes, and it's called Three Dots and a Dash. Yes, it is. Have you been to Tales of the Cocktail yet, Riker? No, I have not. Oh my God, we got to get you hooked up with Tales oh. of the Cocktail. It was where Tiki was born with Jeff Beach Bumberry. Oh, I love—I'd love to go. Yeah, anything in that realm, I'm, I'm a big fan. So Three Dots and a Dash in Chicago yep. was uh, a, a big staple for me. Um, the Italian food in Italy, I mean, you can't really get better oh. than that. They're like Milan and Rome. We, uh, we've had a couple meals in Rome that are just like, oh my God, just everything absolutely tastes amazing. Everything so fresh. And then you come home and everything tastes like wax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> like that's you funny. can eat yes. a meal is a tomato in Italy. You come back to America and eat a tomato and the, the lack of flavor, it's, it's depressing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Italy is is truly a uh, fantastic country, and for many, many different reasons. But the food is is very, very impressive. Listen, your connoisseurship and these references you're making really gives me a profound props respect for what you got going on. And you're in Los Angeles. Uh, I assume you. I assume you've been hanging at places like Don the Beachcomber. <laughs> yes, Don the Beachcomber. Another spot in Los Angeles is the Tonga Hut. That's a great. Do you like Tonga Hut? I love Tonga Hut. Yeah, yeah, and my my newest favorite one is uh, Pacific Seas in downtown Los Angeles. Is that the one at Clifton's? There's a secret tiki bar yep. upstairs at Clifton. 
I love that's that. That's the one. Do you guys ever, like, cast your friends in things? Mark, do you ever do that with your buddies in the industry? Yeah, that's how, that's how we found Riker for the movie that we were doing right now. We needed a voice of, a, like, a young rock star kind of guy who was funny and could actually act. And we read, this for a cartoon, a bunch of different people. I'm like, you know what? Riker would be great for this. And he came in and he killed it. And I don't know if he's, he had done any voiceover work before, and it's, it's different than acting right. in a, a variety of subtle ways. And he uh, crushed it. I think, I think one reason that works is, A, you know the person, so you kind of know the range that they're capable of, and you know that they're not going to screw you over by showing up drunk or not showing up or not working hard. It's kind of like a, a safety net. But if you don't have the talent to begin with, you know, you're not going to just hire your friends because they're your friends because then, you know, you get in trouble because the final product is not good. <laughs> Do people tell you all the time that you should be cast as a young Clint Eastwood? You know what? That's the first time I've ever heard that. But thank you. I, I love that. Can you imagine if you did a prequel to something like, you know, Fistful of Dollars or something? Like, I could totally yeah, see you doing, like, so a contemporary cool. take on one of those great, mm -hmm. gritty, leather poncho kind of movies he did, you know? I could see you doing that. Yeah. Get all the lynches, darken up your hair, and you guys could do a new Bonanza. That would be funny, too. That would be fun to watch. Okay. And you have, you, your own, you have your own band in the barn, you beat up bad guys, and then you ride horses and such. That's funny. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to go watch that. He has no idea what Bonanza is. That's so funny. We're old, Jennifer. You and me, no, we're old. I know, but I, but, but I will say I, I don't know. But, but I, he knows I Dirk Blocker, I'm sure. Films, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch it. Can you teach us a little bit about what you look for when you travel around to find the best of whatever you're looking for? Good question. Um, I have a couple different things, and uh, the first one is probably not that interesting, but I, I go for uh, Yelp reviews. Oh, okay. I, I look at the stars. That's like the quickest. If you're in a hurry, usually I've never had, I've never been to a restaurant with, you know, four or more stars and been like, oh, this wasn't good. So that, uh, that's a pretty good staple. And I always ask uh, locals, like if we're loading into a venue, there's almost always somebody local helping out and they'll be like, here's where you want to go. Drivers are also really good. Like I remember we were in Hawaii and, um, Somebody at the hotel told us to go to this uh, shrimp shack or something, and we were we were telling our driver, this is where we want to go, and he goes, are you sure you want to go there? And we're like, why? And he goes, I'll take you where you want to go. And he took us to the most insane shrimp shack, just family-owned, you know, everybody, all, the whole entire family's back there working in the kitchen, the most delicious garlic shrimp and the freshest pineapple I've ever had in my favorite restaurant in the world, actually, right there. Wow. What's it called? I don't even remember what it's called. That's okay. <laughs> Make sure you never miss a hilariously delicious episode of A Fork on the Road by subscribing at fbpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. Jennifer English is FlavorBank on Twitter and hashtag FlavorBank on Instagram. I'm at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter and at Mark DiCarlo TV on Instagram, where I post all the funny things I see in my travels, including cranky tourists.
Riker and the Beachcombers. It's Sex on the Beach. That comes out Friday. I like it. Thank you. So you've been traveling the world. Yeah. By the way, let's just remind uh-huh. everybody, this is a fork on the road. Right. I we totally were just enjoying that. the music so much. I and was, that that music that we were just away. listening to is our guest of honor today. I feel like we're having a grandma's and grandpa's uh, bachelor party for him <laughs> before this destination <laughs> wedding, right? Like, he's just being so good hanging out with us. Like, yeah, I got to go hang out with these old farts. And, <laughs> tell them about my Not fun. All. I love it. Here's a dollar. It. Have a great wedding. Uh, yeah, so he's traveled the world, making music, acting, playing hockey, and uh, now at the ripe old age of 27, Correct. getting married. So, a lovely, lovely yep. girl, Savannah. And you guys are doing, you're doing sort of a destination wedding, eh? We are, yeah. And and this was all, I mean, I guess our original plan was going to be in Denver, um, which I guess sort of is a destination wedding for about half of our uh, friends and family. But we ended up getting, uh, or so my, uh, my fiance, Savannah Latimer, she is a content creator, big content creator for brands on Instagram and YouTube. And she was picked by Brides Magazine to be the live bride of the year. So Brides Magazine is, uh, you know, doing our whole wedding. And we so they, we had to pick one of their venues. So we picked uh, their one in Park City, Utah. Nice. And basically how, how it went down was each aspect of the wedding was voted on by the readers of Bride Magazine and the Instagram followers. So you know, uh, her specific dress was voted on. My tux was voted on the color scheme of the wedding, you know, little, little details like that. So it was fun to kind of have people along with her on the planning process. So it was very much like live bride. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You realize by now that you're riding sidecar until this whole wedding thing is over. It's, it's very much, especially if you're doing it for bride magazine, you're, you're like the guy in the tux next to her which <laughs> yeah. is okay a little bit right? I, I i do uh i did get to help pick the cake um <laughs> we got to try that and then i i do have a lot of say in the music because i am a musician so i tend to know what i'm talking about <laughs> really when it's all said and done the only thing and check me if you think i'm wrong on this jennifer the only thing people remember from a wedding is if the food was good the bar stayed open and the music was good. Right. As long as those three things are good or better, everyone will have a great time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. See, I, I'm always paying attention to the food, too, because you, you remember, mm-hmm. you don't remember any necessarily one particular dish unless it's sensational. And it sounds like when you've got Brides Magazine behind you, and I, and I went online and I looked at this, and your fans have pretty good taste, too. I mean, that's one of those instances where, you know, you get water seeks its own level. So you've got good taste. Your fans have good taste. They've picked really good things for you. Yeah, we're very, very fortunate. We basically got everything that we really, really wanted, you know. Um, like, there was a, I think there was like a gray tux that I was like, oh, please don't pick the gray one. Because I really wanted <laughs> just the classic black and white one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, got, we, 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 they picked the black and white one. So I was like, sweet, here we go. It sounds like they've had you guys turn everything over to the magazine and the fans. But I'm going to guess that you didn't let that happen without learning every single thing that was going on along the way. What did you learn about this process? The the funniest thing I learned was that you would think that people would be ready to RSVP for the wedding like relatively quickly. 
you know, especially <laughs> your close, close friends. It is funny mm-hmm. how much you have to track down these people's RSVPs. Like, I'm, I'm like, really? You, you guys have had three months to think about this, and you still haven't sent, sent it in. And, you know, I'm texting certain friends, and I'm like, hey, did you get it? You know, no pressure, but uh, haven't heard from you. And they're like, oh, my God, I totally forgot to RSVP. And it's just funny how, it's, you know, it's a big, big wedding. And I'm not, not big as in, like, uh, the amount of people, but it's a big situation for me. And, you know, I'm the first of my family to get married. I'm the first of many of my friends to get married. And, you know, it's, I was just laughing about how much you have to track down people for their, their response. That's funny. <laughs> well, especially if you're young, you don't realize that those, you know, the wedding people are waiting for you so they know how much food to order and how much booze to order and how many tables they're yeah. going to need and all all that stuff. There's so many just little niggly details that you have to to worry about. And the closer it gets to the date, which, you know, you don't want to be worried about that stuff. You just want to kind of enjoy it and relax into it. Uh, do, have they picked exactly. where you're going to go on your honeymoon or is that is that separate? The honeymoon is picked. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, though. It might be a it might be a an announcement okay. later All right. on. So. But you know what I'm going to guess? It, it, I'm, I'm very gonna, excited about it. Though. I, I'm going to guess that it's not going to involve uh, horse-drawn sleighs and bobsleds <laughs> as much as it might involve. I'm just guessing, and I could be totally off base, not that I want to spoil anything. I'm thinking someplace where tiki is organic. <laughs> just you know I, I would i mean I, I i don't know maybe i'm wrong i i think you're on to something there that would be awesome we haven't talked a lot about your fiance yet and she's somebody who i, I hate to use the word influencer because that's a term coined but she's somebody who clearly has discernment and generosity that make up the way that she it, you know, lives and works in the world. What have you learned about that? I think the the biggest thing, um, kind of like what I was talking about earlier with the the Glee fans discovering the band through Twitter, is that you know today it's it's very very easy to reach people from a completely different country. You know, maybe someplace you've never even been. Um, and and that I noticed you know early early on with the social media, but but now I think the biggest thing I've noticed is just that it, it's all, all sort of like uh, simplified commercials in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if you're a, when you're a fan of somebody like I love, you know, I have my favorite bass players and I have my favorite actors and I, I know so much about them. I, I'm fascinated to know what hair gel they use or whatever it could be, you know? So when you're, when you are really fascinated by somebody and somebody is very interesting to you, some of those details are so fun to learn. And I think social media has sort of just opened up that behind the scenes a little bit for better or for worse. You know, sometimes it's a little bit much maybe, but it's, it's super, super cool to learn, you know, daily routines of, of, of writer directors that I look up to, you know, it's very, very, intriguing to learn those details of like what they do to sort of get into the zone. And so I'm talking about that as far as like a, maybe a, a little diff, bit different than uh, a quote unquote content creator. Right. Where those are a little bit more simplified commercials, like I was saying. So, um, but is somebody, but the, but I think the there's an authenticity, there's an authenticity that commercials have never have, have never had yeah. and will never have because this is, this is one person that you digitally know 
sharing stuff that she really appreciates. So I guess the more you get to know that person and kind of get in tune with their taste and their vibe, the trust is, is exponentially deeper than just a commercial that you would see on TV. So it's, it's certainly a very powerful way of marketing things. How do you, how does she discern what she likes and what she doesn't? Is that just all kind of her personal taste? Um, you know, how does it work? Yeah, pretty much comes down to personal taste and she's, uh, you know, she's very specific in what she likes and what she wants to represent. Like she's all about natural skincare products and natural, you know, beauty products. So anything with, uh, you know, extra parabens or dyes or whatever, she won't, she won't touch for the most part. She's very, much into you know natural and and organic and uh, a, a healthy lifestyle as much as possible. Wow. Hey, Riker, I want to ask you a question. As a storyteller, a filmmaker, director, actor, how does the way your fiance tells stories influence you? And how do you think having that connection within your new family that you're making with Savannah going to influence? the way you tell stories and make movies and how that might change the way we all watch and see movies. Good question. You, you wow. come up with so many good questions today, Jeff. You know what? I should be a talk show host. Yeah. You really should. I should have thought. I mean. <laughs> do you guys want to hear something really yeah. funny? I had a guest on yesterday, my friend Linda Ray, who's who's in the comedy scene here. And uh, she's originally from Chicago too, Mark. And, um, and and she was she had all these notes and you know she was like really wanted to get all this great information out and she does improv and she's really talented and i said linda let's do an improv and she said what's that i said let's do an improv that we're doing a talk show <laughs> <laughs> wait i'm not prepared for that yeah i know like okay you're in a talk show you're in a studio go that's the improv <laughs> Well, right, nice Riker's, Riker's not so laughing. A, He's like, dude, that's not funny. How is her storytelling, do you think, going to affect the way you write your songs or, or, or create you know, your material? Yeah, the, the, the thing I think of right off the top of my head is uh, her attention to detail. Like, oh, interesting. If we're, looking at, if we're looking at the sunset, I'm like, oh, wow, it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's orange. And she's like, no, 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 it goes orange. And then there's a slight layer of purple and then pink and then blue. And she can see all of these different layers of the sunset, whereas I just sort of look at the big picture. She's looking at all these little minute details. And when I look again, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And there's, there's a whole other spectrum of beauty that she sees in, in the details. And that I, that's what I really appreciate. And that's what I've been, I've been definitely learning from her. That's um, cool. I also think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very fascinating because, I, like I said, I look as far as like a, almost more of like a director's perspective of like the big picture and then, you know, the, the cinematographer is looking through the lens and the actors are focusing on the, the other details, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's very interesting to, to sit with her, especially because she's an artist and she's a fantastic, she does great paintings. She uh, does these custom jackets that'll just blow your mind and so many little details. And it's just, uh, it's, you know, life is really, uh, it's all in the little things. And uh, she's showing me that and I, I really appreciate it. That's really cool. It's like you're a thousand years old. You are so wise. Right? For, so, for someone your age. That's, that's so impressive, Riker. I mean, and, and you know what? Thank you. Uh, it, it, it's great to have, it's great to marry someone who is not your double, but compliments yeah. you. 
uh, Yenny does a lot of that for me. She's a painter and an artist too, and she'll notice stuff that I don't see, and I see stuff that she doesn't see, and it's it's like you're pushing each other to grow and kind of broaden your horizons, and that just keeps going, you know, year, year, year after year. We were on our honeymoon in Tuscany in Italy, and we were having this delicious, maybe the best meal we've ever had at uh, Osteria di Passagnano, uh. and we're having a, 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 a wine tasting four course. It was like a $500 lunch, but it was worth every nickel. Um, and we see across the restaurant two really old people having lunch. And it turns out they were celebrating their 67th wedding anniversary. Wow, that's cool. Uh, oh, so I we love went and that. Sat with them. We went and sat with them and just said, what's, you know, what's the secret? What do you do? And they basically said the same thing. It's, it's, it's uh, being your partner's champion and learning from them uh, every day because you're different. And uh, yeah. for you to have that perspective at your age, I think is it, it bodes well. It's that's very impressive. Both guys, I have a question Thank for you. you. Is that a male female thing, or is that just your different kinds of artists? And you are you is the artist sensibility the thing that really sort of bonds you? I think it's both. Ooh, I, I think it's a yeah. I think it's a little bit of both because I definitely am not a painter. I can't really draw. Um, I can write and I can visually kind of point artists in the right direction. I think like if I'm working with a cinematographer or an actor or whatever, but I think, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think she is just someone that just looks at art and just can see every little detail. And I just see the big picture. I think it's part of our personality. And I think there's a gender thing to, uh, to it as well. You know, women are built and raised differently than men are. And I think that's fantastic. It's, it's, uh, you know, women, create life uh, guys go bowling <laughs> it's, you know, it's two different perspectives on the same thing and i think you need both right i mean yeah, it's, you do. It, it's now if you can just find a girl who likes bowling <laughs> oh there's go to milwaukee there's millions of them <laughs> there's nothing else to do in minnesota in the middle of the winter you gotta bowl so so i can just yep. picture you guys or, or play uh, hockey uh, yeah. yeah, listen, I, I could I could imagine you guys taking a break from shooting and going like, you know, bowling a few frames right. <laughs> with our white socks and drinking our uh, Coors Light beer. Hey, right. Yeah. There. <laughs> I got the two ten split. Watch this right here. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to knock it down over there. You watch it. It's hard to bowl up in Denver because of the altitude. I get windy. Makes me dizzy. Oh, my God, you're so funny. Listen, we have to take another break. We'll be back with more right after this. You are listening to A Fork on the Road. Make sure you never miss a hilariously delicious episode of A Fork on the Road by subscribing at fbpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. Jennifer English is FlavorBank on Twitter and hashtag FlavorBank on Instagram. I'm at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter and at Mark DiCarlo TV on Instagram, where I post all the funny things I see in my travels, including cranky tourists. We are back. This is A Fork on the Road. I'm Mark DiCarlo. She is Jennifer English. Today, our very special guest is Riker Lynch from the band R5 and Riker and the Beachcombers and Glee and Dancing with the Stars. And we're talking about travel and eating and destination weddings. Riker and Savannah have one coming up just a couple weeks. Do you get nervous? You know what? Everyone keeps asking me that. And I'm, with my whole personality and and life in general, I'm very sure 
of myself and, and very sure of what I want to do at almost all times. And I'm so sure that this is exactly what I want to do. I'm not nervous at all. We want to tell everybody that <laughs> if you wanted to take a look at some of Savannah's amazing art, she has wearable textile art. Textile art is a huge thing right now. The incredible line that she does is called Vanity, the label. And you can go to savannahlatimer.com and just check out the uh, one-of-a-kind bespoke jackets that she creates and you'll get a sense about her vision and her art. It's really cool. It makes me her wish Instagram I were young. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. She does those, a great job with. I love the one she did with the with the with the uh, Abruzzo Italy on it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She oh, so her entire uh, side of her mom's side of the family is very Italian. Like I want to say, like seventy eight percent Italian. Um. So that she's very, very deep into her Italian roots and um, just loves everything about Italy. Nice, nice, who's, nice. Who's the better cook, you or her? Oh, her by a long shot. So are we going to see a, a Food Network show coming up or maybe a Netflix cooking show from you guys? <laughs> That's possible. I could host it. She could do all the cooking. That would be fun, a little food travel <laughs> show. I think it's it's possi- probably more likely that you would see uh, – you would see me as a character on a Netflix show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, we want to thank you for making all this time to be with us today. I want to wish you a lifetime of happiness and health. Thank you so much for sharing this really special time with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a blast. I love doing these little talk show things. So thanks for having me. I'll come back anytime. And thank you so much for playing the song. Thank you for giving us all the info on your travels and your destination upcoming wedding. Have a great, great day. And I will see you on the ice, my friend. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Mark. All right. Savannah is such a sweetheart and a really great person. I'm really excited for their upcoming life together and for all that creativity you know i think the one thing that traveling well and eating well has in common is creativity and Mm -hmm. that's what we try and highlight every week on our show which is called a fork on the road and we do it with james beard award-winning journalist jennifer english myself mark DeCarlo from the travel channel we're here every week and you can find us uh, everywhere you get your podcast thanks for listening She's Jennifer English at Flavor Bank, and I'm at Mark DiCarlo TV on Instagram. We'll be back next week with another deep dive into travel, food, and funny. Until then, I'll see you at a fork on the road.
summer 